2: To Unhappy Hour, the show where we bitch about all the things we love to hate every single week. I'm your host, Matt Bellisai. I'm here in the studio as always with my producer, Barry Finkel. Hi, Barry. Hey, Matt. Oh, it's been so long. You're like a whole new
3: person.
2: I am. Oh. I haven't it's because I haven't had to hear you <laughs> for a full 7 weeks.
3: Oh, it's been, it's been a, a while. while. I'm so glad to be back in the
2: stewed. Yeah, it's not as hot in here as it normally is. Yep. There is a flickering light. Yep. So it's very dungeonous. Yeah. But you know what? We're getting through it. We're making it. It's happening. And I'm here. We're I'm here. Excited to be back. Me too. And now you can all stop bitching at me on Twitter yeah. about when we're coming back. We're kicking things off, as always, with Worst Things First, the worst news of the week. Special shout out to our listeners who continued sending us horrible stories while we were away. I'm pretty sure a few of them made it in there. After that, we are diving deep. This week, we're just doing a -a complain-a-thon, all right? We've been gone for seven weeks. I have a lot of complaints built up. So I figured we'd come back and I would just bitch about all the things that I've been harboring inside of me for the past seven weeks. And then finally, we've got Alison Raskin on the pod. Allison is a New York Times bestselling author. She hosts a podcast just between us with her best friend and former guest complainer, Gabby Dunn. And she's got a new book out called Please Send Help. That she wrote with Gabby. So we have a lot to cover. Stick around for all that and more. Let's get into it. Let's do it. Let's toast to the new season and start the show. Worst things first. The worst news of the week. First, we're starting off with a real doozy to come back. I think people sent us this also. A man... In Alabama, who is wanted on drug and weapons charges, posted a video on Facebook last week denying that he had fed methamphetamine to a so called attack squirrel that he considers a pet. So, all right. This man is wanted. Lot of layers. Is wanted for non squirrel related incidents. Okay. Well, drug and weapons charges. And, I guess at some point the police did like a drug search of some house that he was staying at and they seized this squirrel <laughs> that he kept in a cage <laughs> and they determined that the squirrel was fine. And so they let him go and they let it go. Um, and now he's taken, uh, he's still wanted and he's taken to Facebook to be like, I didn't feed meth to the squirrel quote. You can't give squirrels meth. It will kill him. I'm pretty sure, but I've never tried it. <laughs> well, solid argument. I guess I, I, I mean, I don't know. It could create a super meth squirrel. It's he's got a franchise on his hands. Potential S- super meth squirrels. Super yeah. meth squirrel. You can franchise that out.
3: Oh, yeah, you got video games, you got movies, you got comic books.
2: Yeah, well, that would be more licensing if All you're right. getting into the details. Okay.
3: <laughs> well, I'm Franchising not his manager. Okay. would
2: be like, yeah, uh, he could franchise out where other people could get their meth squirrels, but they, like you know, he'd have to train them. There'd have to be a whole, like, nationwide program. That sounds like way more work. At the time of this story that I was reading, they were still searching for him. In the video, he's seen stroking a rodent that he says is the same one seized during the search and then released by authorities. I don't like the phrase stroking a rodent.
3: petting. (laughs) um, Petting a squirrel.
2: I mean, a a, a squirrel is very long and thin. So I I would say a stroke is a good verb. The man said the public is not in danger in any kind of way from the methed out squirrel in the neighborhood.
3: But the squirrel is not methed out. Yeah.
2: So... uh, Caught in a lie, sir. That's what he said. He said he used the phrase methed out squirrel. What is it? Oh, the best part is that he told the Associated Press that a friend gave it to him since it was a baby and that its, it's name is D's Nuts. <laughs> Which is, of course, an Internet joke, but also very appropriate for the name of a squirrel. Basically, the police said that they were warned about this meth-fueled, trained attack squirrel before they did the first drug search. At the time of this first article, the man said that he was working with uh, his lawyer and relatives on a plan to turn himself in. But last week, he was caught because he rammed into an investigator's vehicle (laughs) that led to a car chase. And yeah, now he's in jail. Uh, Where's the squirrel? I don't know. Dee's nuts is still at large. I guess he was working on a plan to get it to Tennessee, <laughs> to a relative. <laughs> I am very worried about Dee's nuts. Yeah, you can't lock up a methed out squirrel. You can't lock up Dee's nuts. He has to go through his drills, or else he'll explode. Next, a family in Boston recently Ugh. brought. I know. Already bad. I will be performing in Boston the weekend of August 23rd. Get your tickets at the Wilbur. A family in Boston recently brought their three year old bulldog named Mortimer to the vet because he started getting nauseous before meals. Who doesn't? Yeah. You're hungry. Your stomach is like, what's happening? You're
3: so excited that you throw up.
2: Right. So the vet prescribed Mortimer some medicine, but then he just stopped eating entirely. So they brought him back to the vet and they did an x-ray. turns out he had 19 baby pacifiers in his (laughs) stomach. 19! What? Mortimer, what are you doing? (laughs) I feel like after like...
3: Whose pacifiers? Two to
2: three pacifiers... At most, you would be done. Also, why does this family have so many pacifiers? Wait, where
3: did they think they all went?
2: (laughs) They said that the family had two children. So the vets think that he'd been taking the pacifiers from the family's two children over the course of months. And I guess maybe you just can't pass a pacifier. You would think. They're (laughs) Mm,
3: <laughs> solid nailed it great
2: <laughs> um they were removed using a medical scope that did not require surgery and he mortimer recovered and is back home i think i would rather yeah. there be surgery just cut me open <laughs> yeah. and take them out like c section that shit yeah i don't want a full 19 nope. let's not talk about this <laughs> to come out <laughs> But I'm just like, don't you, didn't you wonder where all the pacifiers were going? The pacifier monster got it again. <laughs> like, okay, I've never had a baby yet. That you, you never know, know of. I, that I know of, right. So, I'm just saying, I don't know how many pacifiers is normal for a family to have. I assume if you have two young kids, you're probably like, where did all the pacifiers go? Who knows? We don't have time to keep track of all of this stuff.
3: What if, what's his name? Mortimer. Yeah. What if Mortimer was just like really anxious and crying and sad and he saw that the babies kept using pacifiers to soothe themselves and he was like, I got to do that.
2: Yeah. He took matters into his own hands. Yeah,
3: Or he was trying to be like the dog in Peter Pan and trying to nanny for them and kept trying to put the pacifier in the baby's mouth. But then it kept fucked up. And the baby probably put his hand out and it just like went into his mouth and then he swallowed it. Nineteen times.
2: Next! Police say a woman in South Carolina stole a vehicle after throwing a snake at the driver. But then she crashed through barricades set up for a pole vaulting exhibition. I'm sorry, what? With the snake still in the car. (laughs) Absolutely not. (laughs) I have so many questions. (laughs) Um, The suspect was a 29-year-old named Hilmary. Hilmary. I, I do love at the end of the story, it says, the name Hill Mary is correct. <laughs> when your name is so strange that the AP has to be like, nope, it's right, we double-checked it. Yeah, basically, this woman demanded uh, a woman's keys and then threw a live black snake at her. Why's it gotta be black? They say that she then drove the stolen SUV with the snake still in it into barriers set up for the Liberty Bridge jump off. (laughs) I give up. (laughs) I just, why did she have a snake? Uh, so that she can steal a car. Did it's she... a fantastic distraction. I, what I'm getting from a lot of these stories, uh, the methed out squirrel, the snake, is that, you know how, like, witches have familiars? Yes. That's what these ha- people have.
3: Yeah. We are underutilizing our animal sidekicks.
2: Right. That's what I need.
3: Yeah. Maybe that's what the uh, license franchise is, is more just about, like, sidekick villain animals.
2: Right. hmm I believe in it. Yeah. I need to get me one. And finally, officials in Martin County, Florida, only in Florida, <laughs> say they are on a search for a man they're calling a modern-day Hamburglar because he's believed to have broken into a Wendy's, turned on the stove, cooked himself a burger, and then stole the entire safe. A hero. A hero. A
3: hungry, hangry hero. Yeah.
2: You know what? He could have just stolen the safe and bought a hamburger. Yeah. But no, he said, I'm going to make it for myself.
3: Wendy should hire him. Yeah. He's clearly great under
2: pressure. (laughs) Like, yeah. You know how scared I would be if I was robbing something? I'd be in and out of there. But he said, I will not be afraid. I will not back down. I will wait until the stove heats up, Mm -hmm. which could be 10, 15 minutes. I have no idea. And then he slapped that patty smack dab right in the thick of it onto that hot service quick learner then he waited and then he flipped it mm-hmm. got got the little grill grooves mm-hmm. yeah good for him good for him I guess they said he also tried to do it at another restaurant and tried to rob a gas station but could not get inside where's that spirit that we brought at the Wendy's sir oh you just give up after you can't get in the gas station I don't think so. Anyway, good for him. Good for all of us. This is the Florida that we know and love. And that's it for this week's Worst Things First. Next, we're getting our complaint on with our Welcome Back Complainathon. Deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive. Deep dive, deep dive, deep dive. Deep dive. Deep All right, well, we've been gone for about seven weeks and I've had a lot of pent-up aggression that I have not been able to get rid of. How how are you supposed to get rid of pent-up aggression without a podcast? Fucking? <laughs> I don't think so! In New Clearly York? Clearly what you were doing! <laughs> in the summer? You think I'm going to do that and just sweat over people? No. I'll destroy my sheets. It's already bad enough because my air conditioning in my bedroom broke down again. And because they said it was a clogged drain. How does that even happen? So anyway, we have seven weeks of pinup up aggression, and I want to get it off my chest. My, all of it, not just my chest. My thighs, my feet, the top of my toes. I'm going to get it all off. So let's get into it. This is our complain First! Restaurants that offer outdoor seating, but then it's just a table on the sidewalk, <laughs> on the hot sidewalk, next to garbage. And then you have to make intense eye contact with every pedestrian that walks past and they judge what food you get. I make a point to stare right into the eyes of anybody who's sitting on the sidewalk. I will make piercing eye contact with you if you do that. I hate it. I mean, this is pretty specific to New York, but it's like, oh, you want to sit on the patio? No, because the patio is the fucking street. (laughs) Also, guaranteed, like, a car will come up on the curb and murder everybody who's there. It's happened once to me. What? I died. Oh. Outdoor seating in general at restaurants, I feel like is never worth it. Because the sun is always out and then it's some half, like one half of the table is always just like staring into the sun. And then they have to wear sunglasses. And I hate talking to people when they have sunglasses on because it's like either I'm staring at your mouth, which is weird, or I'm just looking at myself and the reflection of your sunglasses.
3: I would think that's what you would prefer.
2: No, I don't want to see myself. You don't want to just talk to yourself, but. I want to gaze into the deep bowels. Of your eyeballs. Wow, I never
3: thought of pupils as bowels of the eye.
2: Yeah. Wow. That's why the, the crust that comes out, fecal matter. Ew. <laughs> Next! Lactose intolerance. I think I finally accepted that I'm done for.
3: Can't be drinking glasses of milk at, every morning anymore.
2: No, I ha- truly have not had cheese. <gasps> I know, I've given up on cheese.
3: Oh my god, Matt.
2: It's tragic. I'm so i sorry. If it like gets in there, I'm not like... It's like, all right, well, I will have diarrhea explosively, but it's not the worst. But yeah, whenever I like think about it, it's only when I forget. But like for the most part, yeah, I now get shit with no cheese.
3: Wow. <sighs> yeah.
2: Although the other option that I have gotten used to is like, I got this snack box from Starbucks that has like a little sandwich and like fruits and vegetables Uh and a little, it's like an adult Lunchable. Yeah. But then it has a cheese stick and I was like, I'm not going to eat the cheese. I put it in the fridge and then when I was drunk later, I ate it before bed. There we go. So I'll have diarrhea in my sleep and not realize it and then it's fine. Because I don't have to worry about it.
3: You're already sweating in your sheets anyway. You right. need to wash them.
2: It all just blends right in. Next! Paper plates. I fucking hate paper plates. Especially the ones... They shouldn't even make them.
3: They shouldn't. No.
2: They shouldn't even make the ones that are so thin that you can, like, see through them. Mm-hmm.
3: You don't hate them because of the environmental impact. You hate them because they are not as strong as right. you want them They're to be. They're cheap as fuck. Yeah.
2: I, do, I don't mind the ones that are like a little sturdier. But uh-huh. yeah, I would prefer not to eat off of them ever mm-hmm. at all. This is a direct read of my mother. <laughs> <laughs> we get in fights about this every time I'm home in Chicago because my mom and grandma have made it like a, a point of like that like it's hard for them. To wash the dishes it's easier to just throw stuff away
3: yes wait your parents don't we eat almost
2: off- exclusively eat off paper like true trash when i'm at home we almost exclusively eat off paper plates and it's infuriating to me yeah because i'm like this is yay a it's bad for the environment b who are we this is uh, do they have a dishwasher no
3: you should get them a dishwasher
2: where is it going to go?
3: In the kitchen.
2: Oh, I guess I'll just invent a space.
3: No, you get someone to do it.
2: <laughs> no, we never had it. That's why when I moved into my current apartment, which has a dishwasher and a washer dryer, hey, if any eligible oh. bachelors are listening, <laughs> I'm tempted at this point to just put that as the first line <laughs> in my bio. You no roommate's here. washer dryer. Next! People who complain about the fucking straw ban. Or any type of straw-related complaints. Fuck you. Oh, it's a straw. You will live without it. All right? Why don't you look at the bro turtle from Finding Nemo and tell him that you hope he gets impaled in the brain with a sippy shank? It's like, there was a story in one of the, like, New York Daily News or whatever tabloidy newspaper, one of them, that was like... If we go ahead with, like, Bill de Blasio's uh, green energy plan, you can expect way more blackouts. It's it's like, if you rely more on, like, wind and solar power, it's less reliable, so you might have more blackouts. And it's like, okay. (laughs) Or we could all die in ten years. (laughs) So maybe stop fucking complaining about little inconvenience and make the world a fucking better place beautiful. Even though paper straws are horrible.
3: Inferior, absolutely. I
2: did get a smoothie um, from someplace recently and the guy it was a paper straw and he was like, you should take two because like halfway through you won't be able to use this one. (laughs) (laughs) And he was right. (laughs) It literally was like, I'm fully eating this straw right now and then I changed it and it was still hard. Also, he could have just ground it more. And finally, I just wrote the cats movie. Oh, we
3: gotta talk about it.
2: uh, Yeah, I just that trailer alone was three full minutes of terror and i i feel like i have to start getting high now now yeah in order to experience it uh-huh. on christmas yeah no
3: we're going to like buy a bong like a cat shaped <laughs> like 4 foot bong <laughs> i'm like into it actually 100% so excited it looks insane
2: you've also seen cats the musical oh well,
3: let me just let me just let the listeners in on this all right 2 years ago pineapple street media the company that produces this podcast uh we were a little bit smaller and it uh, There was a joke that we were like, "Oh, what if for our holiday party we went to see Cats on Broadway? That'd be funny." And then it became real, (laughs) and we all went for our holiday party. We went to Sardi's, and then we went to see Cats on Broadway, and it was so insane. And I've never experienced anything like it. And I was like very close to the front. It was so weird, and I loved it in an unironic, but also like how I love. We, dumb things. <laughs> Is there even a plot? No. <laughs> no, there isn't. Like, there's like a whisper of a plot, but right. that's about it. And, I mean, the dancing's incredible. And so just this movie, just their fingers. They have fingers. They have fur and they have fingers. And it's, just what went into it all how all the sets are so big to make them look small even though we have like dragons in movies <laughs> it just <laughs> makes me so happy
2: yeah also the, the furniture is not only big it's like huge yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like way too big <laughs> Like cats aren't that small, right? I don't They're know If mice. the people who made this movie have ever seen a cat in real <laughs> life, but it's just, every second of that trailer was was truly astounding. I'm hundred percent gonna uh, go see it. I think the most upsetting thing was Jennifer Hudson's face shape.
3: Yeah,
2: I don't it's know. very pointy. It was it was strange. Yeah. And that's it for this week's deep dive. Next, we got Allison Raskin in the studio. After this commercial break. Hopefully, Unhappy Hour makes you laugh out loud, and we never want you to find yourself stifling your laughter because you don't like how your teeth look. Well, with Smile Direct Club, you can get a smile you'll love in as little as six months. No joke. Just visit SmileDirectClub.com to book a free visit and 3D image at one of their smile shops, or have an impression kit mailed to you. After that, you receive an email with a preview of your new smile. Once you get your aligners, one of Smile Direct Club's duly licensed dentists or orthodontists will check in on your progress every 90 days. Plus, you can get started without leaving the comfort of your home. Find out if you're a candidate by taking the free 30-second smile assessment on their website. Our listeners will get a free at-home impression kit with a rebate and $100 off your aligners. Just go to SmileDirectClub.com slash podcast and use offer code UNHAPPY. Don't wait any longer to get the smile you deserve. Get $100 off at SmileDirectClub.com slash podcast with code UNHAPPY. SmileDirectClub.com slash podcast, offer code UNHAPPY. My guest complainer today is comedian, writer, performer, and author Allison Raskin. Allison and friend of the pod, Gabby Dunn, are the duo behind Just Between Us, a YouTube channel and podcast that follow their codependent friendship. Allison and Gabby also wrote a book called I Hate Everybody But You, and the sequel, Please Send Help comes out in July 2019. Welcome to the pod, Allison.
0: Thank you so much for having me.
2: Thanks for coming. Uh, We like to start off by asking everybody what is one thing you hate that everybody else loves?
0: Oh, wow. Um, Seltzer. Okay. Yeah, I'm coming in strong. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah. You know what? Hard agree.
0: Really, I am
2: anti-seltzer. You just
0: offered me Lacroix. I because most people are not. Oh, to fit in, yeah. <laughs> to yeah. seem like you like you were in on it.
2: I feel like that's also like such an office like thing when yeah. you when you go anywhere they're like, can we get you a, a Lacroix? That's a La Croix? how you know it's a fancy place, <laughs> <laughs> right? It's a status symbol. Well, what is your beef with seltzer?
0: I just don't like the way it tastes. Yeah. Um, I don't like any brand. I've tried pretty much all of them. And I think that it's so offensive to people that friends who I've been, who have known for years and years continue to offer it to me because <laughs> they don't want to accept that I don't like it.
2: Yeah, it is like that thing when you're not a drinker and you go to a party mm-hmm. and people are like, I don't understand what you even drink.
0: Oh, no, I don't drink alcohol. All my friends are super chill with that, but they keep trying to get me to drink seltzer. It's the seltzer
2: that throws yeah. <laughs> everybody off. I feel like it's painful water.
0: Yeah, it tastes terrible.
2: I, I feel like when I was a kid, I couldn't drink any carbon. Beverage because oh. it was like painful to my sensitive it's, esophagus. It's not
0: the carbonation for me because I love soda. I like like fizzy stuff, but yeah. I just I hate a seltzer.
2: You have a stronger throat than I do. <laughs> I <have laughs> can you drink throat. it now? I can now. I think it was when I. St- Started drinking alcohol, then you I burned like, <laughs> it. So you could just <laughs> yeah. all of my senses are dead along along my my Pipes. throat my, my pipe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, if you have like an at home like soda seltzer maker, you're the worst person I've oh, ever.
0: met. I've never met anyone with that. Have you? Um,
2: uh, you know, I don't think I've actually met anybody. But you're it's just probably because that I, one day you uh, will. <laughs> yeah, I curate my my circle to not have mm-hmm. people that bring negative energy.
0: That makes sense. And
2: yeah, I think that 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 type of at-home seltzer making is insane.
0: I think that's someone who just loves to save,
2: <laughs> right? <laughs> like that's but their like, main priority. That's like that thing when people are like, "Oh, if you cut out getting a Starbucks every day, you can save three hundred dollars a year." And it's like, okay, well,
0: <laughs> yeah, I'll be miserable that whole year.
2: <laughs> it's like three hundred dollars over the course of a year. Right? Not so bad. Also, I'm just gonna pretend like it's actually only three hundred. dollars I know. I
0: was year. gonna. I was like quickly <laughs> like doing that week. math and was like, hmm,
2: where are you going to Starbucks? I know, I do probably spend, what? what is the math? That's probably $600 a month, if I spent $5 a, a day.
0: Oh, wow. See, I had to get off of caffeine because I have um, acid reflux. Yeah. So that's saving me a lot of money.
2: This will be a thrilling conversation, but I also have acid reflux. <laughs> oh, wow!
0: So you on Zantac?
2: I'm on Prilosec.
0: Oh yeah, that's the heavy stuff.
2: Yeah, yeah. That's, ha-
0: that's prescribed, uh, right? And I
2: just got up, I just because I used to take the over-the-counter one Yeah. and then I went to the doctor because I was, <laughs> this is very thrilling to everybody <laughs> involved. Well, I went to the doctor one weekend uh, because I was feeling short of breath and I called my mom and I was like, hey, can I like buy an inhaler or something? Because we have like asthma in the family. Uh-huh. And so I was like, maybe I have some, some light asthma happening. And she was like, you should go to the the emergency room right now. She just had like the most extreme reaction. Yeah. That's so I was mom. like, all right, I'll meet you in the middle and make a doctor's appointment. Mm-hmm. So I went to this doctor and he was like, I think it's because you have acid reflux, and if it gets bad enough, it can sometimes like get in your lungs and, and like restrict oh your airway and make you feel short of breath. And I was like, "Oh fuck!" So then, yeah, we doubled down. Wow. I actually think, in retrospect, I was having a, sh- a low key panic attack.
0: Interesting. Yeah. So yeah. there
2: was just a lot happening that day.
0: <laughs> I mean, our bodies love to act out.
2: Yeah, I. This is on on theme with what we're talking about, but um, on on your podcast, you and Gabby do also get very personal and like share a lot of stuff, and that I think is just the nature of like being like a internet personality and a comedian Mm -hmm. and author and all of those things that you are. Was there a point when you were like, I'm gonna open up more? Or has that just always been like, let's do it, let's share?
0: When we started the YouTube channel we were more caricatures of ourselves. Yeah. Like, much more of, like, a heightened personality. And so I especially, it felt like I was always playing, like, the worst version of myself five years ago. Mm-hmm. So if I started in my mid-20s, I was sort of, like, playing, like, early 20s me or like college me which was a, a train wreck. Right. Um, And then that kind of just like got exhausting and then I over time just became myself.
2: Right, right. Do you think people when you were playing a character recognize that you were playing a character or they just assume that was you?
0: Oh yeah, they assume that was me. I mean, I so in the YouTube series we also did a lot of we did sketch comedy as well and mm-hmm. in the sketches we were um, roommates and I had people in my life who thought I lived with her (laughs) and like I would know them for months and then it would come up that Gabby wasn't my roommate and they'd be like that's weird.
2: Why have you been lying to yeah, us? Yeah, I, like,
0: I was like, if we were roommates, I would have murdered her years ago. I <laughs> could never live with Gabby, no offense. <laughs>
2: well, that's the thing. I, I feel like I've told that to people of like, if I was that person, mm-hmm. always, it would be insufferable.
0: Well, I have to say, I don't know you very well. I've met you maybe one one other time. And then um, when we were talking before the podcast, I was like, oh, what a calm energy.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad. Uh, and then the mics turn off and mm-hmm. it, I go insane. But even, yeah, I mean, I think that's also the thing that a lot of, like, internet video personalities get criticized for sometimes, especially people who call themselves comedians. It's like, oh, you can be that on camera and, like, super cut your way into being funny, but then in real life, like, do you hold up? Mm, and yeah, that, so I feel like I'm combating that always.
0: I would also argue a lot of, like, internet personalities they're not funny right they're just high energy right right they're not like crafting jokes or like you yeah. know what I mean like in this like I have like a writing background yeah and, like I do stand up and like that to me that's comedy versus like just being like hey guys, welcome to this <laughs> Woo! up. <beep-bop-bop,"> you know <laughs> yeah
2: all these sound effects exactly and everything.
0: Uh, all I want is is to be off of YouTube and I, and the end is near it's very exciting. Yeah, I'm all about podcasts. All I care about is a podcast.
2: <laughs> How long have you been doing your podcast?
0: Our podcast uh came out in April,
2: okay? So, so it's, it's, it's still it's pretty new. new, and that was because you started with the, the YouTube series, has been pretty long running, yeah, five years. So, uh, what is the difference between the pod and
0: well, originally, uh, or not originally, but for the majority of the time, the channel had. A couch video on Mondays, which was, like, us talking and, like, giving advice. Mm-hmm. Bad advice, but advice. And then uh, an original sketch. And so the sketch, to me, was, like, the part that, like, made the channel worthwhile and, like, was what I was actually, like, proud of and interested in. But then it just, at a certain point, I couldn't write any more sketches of the two of us in my apartment. Yeah. And so it kind of just became the couch videos. Which, right. Um, I, I don't find a lot of of joy in and i'm continuing to be surprised that people watch them yeah but the parts about the couch videos that are interesting is that like we do have these discussions about things and like it you know like you said being honest and revealing stuff about ourselves and so basically the podcast was just all the best parts of the couch videos and then like in the correct format yeah because it was like why am i sitting just like talking to a camera (laughs) when i could be sitting talking to a microphone right right (laughs) it felt more like a Appropriate to do what we were doing on the couch videos for a podcast.
2: Yeah, it also seems like just as like a consumer of that, it would be a more pleasurable. Pleasurable Absolutely. is a weird word. Yeah, because like Pleasing. you can listen yeah. while
0: you're driving and like on your commute and like you're yeah, not tied yeah. to a screen in the same way.
2: Right. So it's a lot of like advicey kind of stuff. Also,
0: the podcast is a variety show. We did a bunch of different types of couch shows, and so we pulled like our favorite segments from right. it. So. We start off chatting, catching up, you know, and right. then uh, a little a little banter. Uh,
2: and then <laughs> Your standard banter. Your standard
0: banter, like ease them in. Right. <laughs> then we do what's called international question, which is like we answer a question from a listener. Like uh-huh. we have an email account and we get all these questions. And then from the channel, I created something called the international question song, where if we got a question that was international, I would sing a song. Sure. And I have to tell you, that song was such a hit. <laughs> That now for the podcast, I sing it regardless of where the question is from.
2: As you should, as I
0: should, right? And so we go from international question to then tough questions, which is like our interview portion. So we bring a guest in and we like often just ask them what we're personally curious about <laughs> with their lives. Sure. Um, you know, so like comedian Emily Heller, you know, has like. Been worked for Emmy-nominated shows, like of great stand-up, and uh, we just talked to her about her dog, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, because I love dogs. And then we go into hypotheticals, which is a game that I created where I would give you scenarios, and then you would sure. tell me what you think. And then we just have a topic section where I'm like, I'll just be like, body image. And then Gammy and I will just talk about body image. So <laughs> to explain this podcast to people is a little bit tricky.
2: Yeah. It's a just wild a lot. ride. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like, like variety show is a good description. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I'd say that, like, also the tone of it kind of, like, goes in and out of, like, comedy to serious. You know, Yeah. So, yeah. like. It's sort of like an exploration of like everything that a person's mind does during a day.
2: I want a, a hypothetical. Okay. I'm going to turn it on you.
0: All right. So here we go. Uh, can I use one I've already used on this show? Sure. Yeah. Okay. So now we know you don't listen. Um...
2: <laughs> <laughs> I just have a very short-term memory.
0: <laughs> okay. So uh, this is a game, America's Favorite Game Show. It's called Would You Stay With This Cheater? Okay, I'm gonna give you a scenario, and then um, you tell me if you'd stay with this cheater. Sure. You find out that your significant other, of four years, uh, once a week tickles their coworker to orgasm, <laughs> um, but they <laughs> they claim that it is not sexual and simply for stress relief and to keep the office place productive. Would you stay with this cheater? <sighs>
2: How is it not sexual, but they tickle them to orgasm?
0: Well, that's for you to decide.
2: That <laughs> sounds pretty sexual to me.
0: Well, you know, everyone is sexual in a different way.
2: That's true. I should I won't kink shame, except I will, because this <laughs> this is my podcast. <laughs> Getting back to the scenario, I do think, yeah, it sounds it sounds sexual to me. Um,
0: so you Wait, who
2: so the my hypothetical partner in this mm-hmm, situation mm-hmm. is the tickler.
0: Yeah, so they don't come. Right. It's, to them, it's just, you know, it's a, another business chore.
2: <laughs> Is it their boss?
0: Uh, no, it's a, they're equals.
2: Okay. So, so they're we, not being, like, pressured into no, it. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, I feel like that's a... Maybe not breakup, but, like... We, oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We'd have to have, like, a serious conversation about it.
0: Yeah, but, you know, since they've been doing it, the company has really taken off. <laughs> okay. And you have benefited from their salary raise.
2: Well, I'm a working woman, so <laughs> I don't need, it, you don't I don't need, need that. any <laughs> man to support <laughs> me. Um, I, w- I think I would need to be like, you have to stop.
0: They can't stop.
2: Okay. Then we. Yeah, I don't think I could handle that. Okay.
0: Well, that's unfortunate because that person was your soulmate. <laughs>
2: Clearly not!
0: Well, you know, I make the rules of this game, and in this world that person was absolutely your soulmate.
2: I uh, Yeah, I have too many, like, possessiveness issues as it is. Interesting.
0: You're a jealous person?
2: Yeah, when I have no right to be. What do you mean? Like, in situations where I have no right to be jealous, I am. And, yeah, so someone who is uh, my four-year partner... Engaging in something like that, yeah, I don't think I could stand. You won't like it, especially
0: since they refuse to tickle you.
2: I mean, uh, yeah, I get jealous of like people who have no idea I exist on Instagram. I'm like, (laughs) how dare you like that other person's picture before you like mine? Yeah,
0: you sounds like you should probably get off Instagram.
2: I really should.
0: So for me, when people talk about like how their Instagram feed makes them depressed, I'm like, I find all my joy (laughs) from my Instagram feed. That's my vacation. But I have to say, I recently, I'm afraid to even say this, I recently tweeted something about not really liking a Taylor Swift lyric. Uh It wasn't even about her. It was just saying that, like, I found a lyric problematic. Uh I I have never been bullied like that online. (laughs) I've been online for five years. I was on Buzzfeed. I have never. It was ruthless. It went on for weeks. I deleted the tweet and I, and it still people still kept coming after me. Yeah. Like literally like little like teenage girls being like I hope you fall and die. Right. And that made me so sad because, like, (laughs) who is this girl? Like, you fall and die. Well, it was a photo of me rock climbing, but
2: (laughs) Uh, (laughs) it made a little more
0: sense in context. (laughs) But, like, you know, and then you go to their profile and it's just, like, I literally went to this girl's profile and it was just, like, beautiful nature photos. Yeah. And it was, like, what secret dark side of you, like, compels you to, like threaten people's lives on the internet like so casually.
2: Right, right.
0: That's like really scary and disturbing to me. In yeah. a way that like angry men in their basement in like Idaho isn't like I expect that from them. Yeah. But it's these like teenage girls' viciousness is like so sad to me.
2: Yeah. That's interesting cuz I always say like the meanest hate that I've gotten on the internet is from Harry Styles fans. Oh, Who I piss off by being a Harry Styles fan uh and which i get i feel like You're i would not be a
0: fan <laughs> the right way like what does that even i think mean? they're
2: just like i uh, like think i'm making a mockery of them maybe well oh. there was a couple i remember the i think most vicious i got attacked by fans was when i wrote it wasn't even about him explicitly it was just about how i think man buns are like disgusting just oh, like of physically course. repulsive Yeah, they are. um and it was at the like height of Harry Styles having a man bun, oh. and so they thought it was about him. And like, they just came after every single hair on my head. They <sighs> counted, yeah, <laughs> and yeah, I got, I got destroyed. Yeah, I was always like, well, I feel like fine getting that because I don't take it seriously. As opposed to like sometimes, yeah, the men in the basement thing is scary because it's like that's the person who climbs out and destroys stuff.
0: It's true, but I don't know. Like, to me, that's, like, the evil we know. And so there's something about, like, oh, my God, like, you walk past these, like, teen girls and they're just, like, cheery and chatting on their phones. And, like, what they're doing in the dark is truly horrifying. It
2: is a little more sinister. Right?
0: Like, that's scary. (laughs) And I almost feel like these celebrities that have those types of fans, like, and I think Ariana Grande does do this. Like, they have a responsibility to be like, do not act like this. Right. Like, do not defend me this way. I don't want that. And that's not healthy.
2: Yeah. I think people have gotten better in general about, like, c- celebrities when when you kind of, like, retweet someone's dumb comment at you, even if it's not hateful. mm mm-hmm. um, And then, like, everybody piles on that person and gets that, like, it used to be a point of pride where you could, like, get someone to delete their account (laughs) by, like, retweeting something horrible that they say about you. And, yeah, sometimes it's just like, all right, then you're sort of punching down a little bit, even though they started it.
0: No, I only punch down if you're a Republican. Sure. Different rules apply there.
2: (laughs) You know, um, if
0: you're actively ruining our country. Right. But if you just don't think I'm funny, I'm not gonna like punch down at you.
2: Right, right. Unless you deserve it. Uh right.
0: <laughs> it makes me
2: <laughs> I don't know why I had this thought, but do you watch The Bachelor or any of The Bachelor? Thank
0: you so much for bringing this up. <laughs> it's my entire world. <laughs> it's all I care about. Is it really? Um. So the premiere was this Monday. Yeah. And I'm I'm visiting New York. I live in L. A. But my parents are from Westchester, and so I was home. And we went to Carvel and got a Carvel ice cream cake and As had you do. Yeah. had them write "Happy Bachelorette Premiere" <laughs> on it. <laughs> <laughs> and have been celebrating and eating that cake the entire week.
2: Oh, I love a good Carvel cake. Oh, it's so uh, good.
0: People on the West Coast don't get it. They've never had it.
2: I actually, the last time I had a Carvel was in LA.
0: Really? Because, and that one store on Santa Monica?
2: Um, I don't know where it was from, and I don't know why they sent it to me, but I was staying at a hotel... And they sent me a full ice cream cake that what? had my face on it. And I was so sick. I like got uh, I got like a bad cold when I was there. So I was so like mucusy and gross. And I fucking ate as much dairy as they sent me. Yeah, I was like, I to. will pile on the mucus. I
0: think if someone sent me a Carvel cake with my face on it, that would be the highlight of my life.
2: It was pretty great. It was like a cartoon version of my oh. face. I don't I don't remember why they sent it to me.
0: Why did you bring up The Bachelor? Um,
2: oh, I brought up The Bachelor because I also was watching the premiere. And of um, wait, sorry. They, I, I just found the thing. Yeah. Happy. Be- oh, I tweeted that it was my half birthday.
0: And Carvel, the company, <laughs> sent it to you?
2: Yeah, they sent me a thing that said, Happy belated half birthday, Matt. We hope uh, both halves of today are beautiful and B is spelled B E Y like Beyonce. And then it has a. a Cartoon of my face.
0: Oh my! I really gotta up my my fame so that Carvel
2: reaches out <laughs> to me. I, if I'm sure, it's just like the the nice social media person who runs the Carvel Twitter account.
0: I gotta follow Carvel. <laughs> I, have to let, I have to let them know my the level I, of my love. Yeah,
2: I really am nothing if not manipulative of ice cream companies on Twitter. Anyway. That's amazing. The Bachelor mm. I brought up because uh, you mentioned Republicans and I feel like I can't enjoy it anymore because I'm like, I just know all of you probably voted for Trump. I just feel it. I feel that energy from all of them.
0: I mean... It's tough, right? And it's tough that she gave the first impression, Rose, to this, like, born-again Christian guy? I'm not <laughs> sure. The guy who was literally like, I fucked a ton in college. Oh, yeah, that And then guy. I was in the shower, and Jesus spoke to me. <laughs> supposed to root for you, buddy? Come on.
2: I screamed at my dad. I was, like, half paying attention at that moment. and. The, just that three sentences that he was like, Wild. I fucked every girl I ever met. And then in the shower one day, Jesus spoke to me and was like, Stop doing that.
0: <laughs> and then just like cut to him reading a Bible. That was his intro. <laughs> yeah. uh,
2: and then he was like, Yeah, my brother met his wife and they got married in less than a year. So,
0: And part of me is like, Is because she was knocked up.
2: <laughs> That's my right? exact thought. Because they
0: have this, like, newborn, and it seems like a new marriage. I don't know.
2: Anyway, yeah, this is just pure us being, you know. Our... Oh,
0: I mean, did you see, you saw the preview of what's happening this season?
2: Uh, I don't know if I saw it yet. She I've...
0: literally screams. She goes... I've had sex and Jesus still loves me. Oh, no. And as like a Jewish liberal girl from New York, part of me was like, how did I get here? <laughs> that I'm that I'm not only watching this, but that it's my favorite show.
2: <laughs> but also, Carvel, if you want to put I've had sex and Jesus still loves me on an ice cream cake and send I'll it to it. us. <laughs> I'll eat it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think... I feel like I was just talking, I can't remember if this also was during therapy or if this was just like a drunk conversation, where I was referencing The Bachelor in ter- in, in terms of my own dating life oh, and like taking, taking cues from The Bachelor, mm. which is when you know you've done something wrong. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they don't have a high success rate.
2: Yeah, I think it was like, I think I was talking about feeling those feelings of like, I don't I can't wrap my head around, like, when you like, like, I can't wrap my head around liking someone who is out in the world, like, dating other people. Like, that just fucks with me. But it's like, that's what they do on The Bachelor. So, and they get used to it.
0: I know. But also,
2: it's it's a circus. It's a literal circus.
0: And it's an interesting power dynamic because only one person in the couple is right so like one person gets to date a bunch of people and then you just have to like be friends with those people that they're dating right
2: right yeah i guess in the real world yeah and you can you can also unless you're exclusive be doing whatever you want
0: a while ago when i was like i went on like three dates with this guy or something and i was like i really i don't feel comfortable with you seeing other people and he like couldn't handle that. He thought that was like so crazy. But I was like, I'm not asking you to like marry me. I'm just asking you to like give this a chance to like yeah. give me your complete focus so that we can figure out if this is gonna work or not. Right. Like, be not seeing other people isn't like us being in a relationship. It's just like us like actually giving it a go. Right. Right. And uh, he didn't like that. We don't speak.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Trust me. I feel like I'm. I'm like the, the amount that I've learned about men in the last like four months oh
0: tell me everything
2: it's it's just too much to fit into my tiny brain yeah because i i was never on the apps before oh, okay. now you're on the app and now i joined oh, wow. the apps maybe like three four months ago wow, wow
0: i i met my boyfriend on hinge yeah yeah so there's success stories
2: yeah it, but it's still like i don't know maybe uh, maybe it's just a gay guy thing mm-hmm and again this is all me like just learning this shit and projecting all of my own shit on everybody else but yeah there was that dating show on Netflix dating around oh you
0: mean my other favorite show of all time (laughs) I'm having a great time here man (laughs) this is all I ever want to talk about I truly believe that on that show there was one episode where the guy was, I mean, in his 70s maybe. Yeah. And I think that man is my soulmate.
2: He could be. (laughs) (laughs) The one that that I was thinking about was the one gay guy episode. Oh, um, yeah. And where the main contestant was contestant. (laughs) So that's how I think of them. (laughs) (laughs) The, like, main guy who was on all the dates said that, like, gay guys, he thinks gay guys in New York have, like, I forget exactly what he called it, but, like, what's next syndrome. Yes. And it's, like, you can never kind of, like, be happy with who you're with at the moment. It's always, like, everybody is just kind of, like, on the back burner.
0: Yeah. I think that's a huge issue with online dating. I think yeah. that, like, I, I love online dating because I think you meet people that you would not normally meet. Right. And it's a way to, like, put yourself out there even if, like, your lifestyle is, you know, more, like... You, you don't go out that much or you work from home or you know what I mean? Like you're, you have the same group of friends, like something where you wouldn't naturally meet a lot of people. So yeah. I think it's great, but I do think that it has caused a lot of people to be like, eh, well, I got. I'm talking to ten other people. Or, right. This is fine, but there's probably something better. And that's like you have to just realize that like a relationship is a choice.
2: Right. You're right. never
0: going to meet someone who's perfect. You're just choosing. You're like this is a fit that makes sense, and so I'm going to try to make it work.
2: Yeah. Okay. I have. We'll we'll transition to what we call a, a game called Elaborate, which is we found some tweets where you expressed your hatred of stuff. Oh wow. And I want you to elaborate on a few of them. Great. Um,
0: <clears throat> Thank God I deleted that Taylor Swift one.
2: <laughs> Did it have the word hate in it?
0: Um, no, but I think I would probably end up dead.
2: Um, I hate when America peer pressures me to have fun. This was sent in July. I'm guessing it was an Independence Day tweet.
0: Yes, yeah, I hate forced fun. Yeah. So I hate New Year's. I hate Fourth of July. I hate Halloween. Um,
2: all the fun. Holidays. Yeah. I just
0: hate all. Cause I just <laughs> like, I, you know, none of those days have ever been like the most fun days of my life. And I think there's so much social pressure and peer pressure. And, um, especially in times of my life when I've been much more insecure and much lonelier, mm-hmm. it's just like really been triggering for me.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: But this new year's I was single and not in the best place mentally and I was like going to force myself to go out and then I thought fuck it I don't want to go out and then I didn't and it was the best (laughs) yeah could not recommend it more
2: well this maybe is a a meta tweet to end on hate is stronger than love because it lasts longer and there are better songs about it
0: oh you know I mean interesting Uh, sometimes I just say things to get likes but
2: (laughs) (laughs) we're going to I would say that I
0: I think that breakup songs maybe are better than love songs a lot of times they yeah. like they like get you going a little bit more. But I, I think that if you continue to hate somebody, it depends. It, if it's like you hate your boss, then it's often not romantic. You just truly right. hate them. But I think if someone you've had a romantic past with and you still hate them, then there there are lingering feelings there.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So to me, like a sign of like knowing I'm fully over someone is when I don't hate them anymore. Yeah. Yeah, apathy is the biggest sign that you're over somebody.
2: Right, right. That's why I I've, I've tried to remind myself of that recently cuz sometimes I'll I'll be talking with people about a person and I'm like, "Oh, it's because I still am, like, caught up in this.
0: Absolutely.
2: Uh, before we let you go, where can people find all of your work?
0: Yes. So on social media, I'm at Allison Raskin. And then our novel, Please Send Help, comes out July 16th. And also our podcast is just called Just Between Us. And you can find it wherever you listen.
2: All right, we're almost there. We're almost at the end of the show. But first, our chasers. Chasers are the good stuff that helps all the bad stuff go down easier. Starting with the TV shows we've been watching this week. Barry, what you been watching?
3: I have been watching *The White Princess*, which sounds terrible, but is not.
2: Uh huh. It is
3: on. Stars. Sure. Uh, I watched it on an airplane, and then I bought it on Google Play because <laughs> I wanted to keep watching it. It's Jodie Comer from Killing Eve, Villanelle. Um, it's Caitlin Stark or Caitlyn Stark from Game of Thrones. It's Miss Fisher from Miss Fisher's Murder Mystery. Uh huh. And it's like a retelling. Sp- women-centric uh british historical show drama that's a mini series, so it's only i think eight episodes and it's like game of thrones for the political stuff without any of the dragon but just a touch of witchcraft hmm. um and it's very ridiculous not it's not even it's not even campy it's like fairly earnest but um but i'm i'm enjoying it and i keep wanting to watch it so yeah that's nice. what I'm watching. What are you watching?
2: I binged all of Stranger Things <gasps> in like a week.
3: Can I t- can I tell people? Yeah. Um. I made uh along with Melissa, our producer on the show as well. We made a podcast with Netflix called Behind the Scenes Stranger Things Three, mm-hmm. and uh, it just is three episodes that goes behind the scenes of Stranger Things Three. So we talk about how the show was made and it's interviews with the cast and crew and it's like a narrative doc and it's very fun and I can tell you anything you want to know <laughs> about this season. I've seen it a hundred thousand times. So it's
2: three episodes. It's three
3: episodes and you should pretty much, the first one you could watch like four episodes of Stranger Things and listen to without things being spoiled. From there, you need to have watched the whole season before yeah. watching it or before listening to it. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I can't wait to listen. Yeah. I wanted to watch it all first. Yeah. But it was like a solid fucking season. Right? And like every episode I was like this feels like the climactic episode <laughs> how are they going to top this in the next episode <laughs> and then they did yeah so that was my thing I've been watching what's your non tv chaser
3: Uh, My non-TV chaser is that uh, Alex and I just joined a CSA, um, which is like when you uh, sign up with an organization that works with farms and they just like give you a bunch of produce. I mean, you pay for it. Uh, Right. And so we signed up for that. And then we had all of these sour cherries and blueberries. And I was like, what are we going to do with these? Um, And so I made a crisp and it was so good. That's my chaser. It made sure. me really happy. Both the CSA because I've just been getting really delicious produce, which is nearly impossible in the city. Mm-hmm. And um, making a crisp was really fun and delicious and easy. So, yeah. What, what is about? a crisp? A crisp. is ju- It's just like you mix like fruit with sugar and a, a couple other ingredients. And then you bake like a uh, you bake it with like oats and flour and stuff on top. Uh-huh. A co- it's similar to a cobbler. Sure. It's basically just warm, bubbly fruit. What's your chaser?
2: My chaser? I'm just going to go with it. I fucking love the smoothie. I've been fucking up some good smoothies. I'm now someone who gets, like, a protein smoothie. Again, never to replace a meal. That is not what I'm about. But, like, you know, just some of that good whey protein, whatever the fuck whey is. Nobody knows. Like, curds and whey. Remember when that Little Miss Tuffet or whatever? Uh uh Also, you know that curds and whey... Is just cottage cheese. Oh, that makes sense. Disgusting. Love it. She deserved everything that came to her. So thanks for listening to Unhappy Hour. You can head to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, where we get podcasts. Hit that subscribe button, then rate us and review us, but only if it's nice. Unhappy Hour is a production of Pineapple Street Media. It's produced by Barry Binkle, Melissa Slaughter, and me, Matt Belisai. Special thanks to Jenna Spurman and Max Linsky. Our music is by Hansdale Sue. You can bother Barry at binklebarrypie. You can worship me at Matt Bellisai and you can follow Unhappy Hour Pod on Twitter for all the latest podcast buzz. And that's it. That's everything. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Uh, bye bye. And I'm here to remind you.